You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Well, I was watching uh, some of the clips of the people in the space capsule. Uh, Richard Branson's flying machine. I don't know what you're calling. You know, it looks kind of like a plane and a spacecraft and all that. They sure were having fun up there. They were circling the Earth, and he did it. Uh, pretty amazing. One thing about that whole thing, I was thinking, you know, uh, he's all behind it, his money. And I I don't know, you know, the people and all that it's his, right. But he didn't just build it and then have people get in it and send them off. He was in it (laughs) too. He was in it too. I'm in this with you. Jesus was saying that too. Whatever we go through, I'm going to be there right with you too. You believe that? Pretty cool, huh? It's true. Absolutely true. The Sound of Life. I'm thinking about uh, kind of renewed now that I'm watching The Chosen. I did not watch last night. So I can't stay up late and watch the uh, the premiere. I always catch it later, unless I got Monday off. And I obviously don't have Monday off. So uh, anyway, but from watching that, The Chosen, which is uh, a camera angle, a, a kind of, it's a fictional thing based on the life of Jesus. A lot of it happened, you'll recognize in the Bible. Anyway. Uh, what's he gonna say? <laughs> uh, I've noticed that uh, it, one of the things that impressed me was uh, how would you like to be there? Because they show people, uh, which the Bible never talks about, you know, maybe somebody was looking to see. You know, I said, can you imagine being out one day picking some fruit and berries or whatever, and then the guys come along and you're kind of in the shadows, you're kind of hiding behind a bush kind of, and then there's a paralytic walking along. They must have been hideous. You know, and and just their body uh, deteriorating like crazy, and everybody's yelling, "Get back! Get back!" And I'm scared to death. Of course they are. We are today of a lot of things like that, but not Jesus. No, he's over there hugging the guy, <laughs> you know, and then praying with him, and then praying to his father, and then you watch, and he was a man who just moments ago was eaten up with disease, and now he's completely whole. And, and you, I mean, well, that just rocks your world. Can you even imagine being that? And, of course, what they did was they went and told everybody and grew a crowd. And that's all they had like that. I was going to kind of talk about Monday Mug Day coming up, <laughs> which is at 7.20. And you're like, what? You know, 7.20, always look at today in history. And um, so many things happened today in history. Eisenhower proposed the uh, Highway Modernization Program. You know what that was? If you know, might get my mug coming up. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Always looking at today in history, July 12th. Gave out a huge hint a while ago. Um, Congress did something in the 1800s. I'll give you a lesser hint. <laughs> okay? What if Lauren Daigle would go see Black Widow? A lot of people have. Maybe you already have. It's a PG-13. Isn't everything PG-13, you know? If they make it R, it's like, oh, no, it's off limits, you know? And then if it's PG, it's like, nah, it's for the six-year-olds, you know? So it's got to be like PG-13 to get those middle kids interested in it. And a lot of times it turns out to be way too violent or way too language or something else, okay? But at Plugged In Movie Review... The reviewer wonders sometimes if Marvel's superhero movies aren't really what we think they are at all. That all that larger-than-life villains and explosions and CGI wizardry is just a massive amount of icing on a very different sort of cake. 
And here it seems the cake that Marvel's baking here is all about family. Wow. Sure, the family that Yelena grew up in was a fabrication, <laughs> but its members could still like each other, maybe even love each other. That grows more and more obvious as the film wears on. This is the Black Widow film now. The bond between Yelena and her famous sister feels especially strong. Both are willing to make some pretty serious sacrifices to save their black wardrobe cistern. All right. You have to read about it. You don't have to, but I mean, you just go see it and enjoy it and go, wow, that was kind of family friendly. They gave it a, a, a three out of five for family friendliness. Which in a movie like that, it's a little bit unusual. And they said, you know, it's got it's got some language in there and there's drinking. Uh, but it, it said the family elements really made a comeback on it. It's amazing. In fact, even a few spiritual elements. Elements, excuse me. So, because uh, I watched the trailer for it. It is the biggest movie in the theater since, well, you know what? <laughs> you know, I don't have to say what, you know what? Uh, people are flocking to see this in movies, and nowadays, I guess we're in the new era where it comes out on a movie, it comes out in a theater, and then on whatever way you can get it, probably Disney Plus, I guess, since it's distributed by Walt Disney Studios. But um, yeah, it's, you know, action adventure Marvel movie. So there you go. Three out of five. You can all check it out. What I would do is read all about it yourself. You'll read way more than. Probably you want to, but it'll give you a good idea. If you haven't seen it, if you already have, talk about it. That's pretty cool. That's the best thing with your family. Action adventure. At PluggedIn.com, that's where you go for the reviews. Right there. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. Bringing up a topic, but it's in the news all the time anyway. We all know about it, but I just thought it was really cool because there's something uh, really a light in this we're talking about florida and the collapsed condominium for two weeks search and rescue crews at the site of that collapsed condominium in surfside florida and and i think about this every day pray for these guys every day and you probably do too think about that i joined to be down there look i mean man it's amazing they endure physical mental emotional strain but but love that thanks to all the efforts of children from all ages from near and far, there's something to, quote, soothe the soul, as one worker put it. Handwritten thank you cards. Wow. I guess it was inspired by a Florida state senator. Lauren Book has a four-year-old twins, four-year-old twins, and they wanted to show their support. And, and uh, they live about 20 miles from where that is. They spent the entire day writing cards after the collapse, bought a pile of the cards to the site, handed them to any first responder she came in contact with, and as you might expect, many of them just started crying. Before the efforts turned from search to recovery last week, more than 500 thank you letters and notes uh, of encouragement have been hand-delivered to first responders at the scene of that tragedy. Wow. One thing that God has always taught me, and probably you too, is when there's been a tragedy like that, somewhere on some level, maybe many, and this may just be the tip of the iceberg, God is working. God is always working. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. 
I was marveling at how an amazing, um, really, I say toy, I started to say toy, but it was an amazing device uh, to keep everybody busy. <laughs> That's what it did. And if you were creative, it, you could do some phenomenal things with it. And it, it, you know, your creativity could just shine like crazy. If you're just like me and you never did get that concept that you just have to back up on the same line and do all this stuff like Chuck did. You just, you know, you just, it was just, um, it was an amazing thing when I think about it. And um, when you turn it upside down, of course, it all, you, you shook it and everything erased and you started in square one. So it was no big deal. Of course, it was a big deal. I mean, like if you said, if you got into it, depending on how far and you made a mistake and you're like, like that, and you just scratch it off. But uh, I'm sure there's got to be a couple of sermons in there for you really good pastors, you know, to realize, you know, your creativity. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, so in today's dollars, about $27, I think, so forth. So that's, yeah, it was a little pricey. It's hard to realize that in 1960, $2.99. Of course, you could fill your car with gas for $3.96. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, we're in the farming season. I know it's National Friday. We'll have some fun with that this morning. You know, Curly Friday, French fries, all that stuff. But the good stuff comes from local farms. I have a son who works on a local farm in Dutchess County, and he has a lot of fun there. <laughs> he loves that. One of the big things about farming, if you are a farmer, you know this. And um, my mom grew up on a farm, so I remember my uncles uh, and grandfather, a little bit, but uncles, you know, the farming thing going on. But the big thing about that is waiting because <laughs> they they wait. You know, those blueberries that are in right now that I made my pancakes with last Saturday, they don't just pop in. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into those. The strawberries before that, the corn coming up, you know, all that stuff. I have the great privilege, and you probably do too, going by fields that are being tended to from time to time. You see them, uh, first of all, breaking the dirt and then uh, fertilizing maybe or watering, you know. Things like that going on. It's uh, pretty amazing. So I, I think I think uh, if you were a farmer, if you had, you know, 500 acres or 1,000 acres of your life laid out there in the wide open, it would bring you a lot closer to God. I really just think it does by its very nature. But, uh, but here we go. It takes time. It's not easy. You got the weather challenges, unexpected circumstances, probably every day something, you know. Early mornings, I go by early in the morning. They're out there working. I mean, when I go by early in the morning, they're out there working, barely light out, right? And it was. Now it'll be dark. Um, it's amazing, those early mornings. Brings out tears and a heart that bleeds over the condition of the land. But eventually, the farmer who waits long enough will see, and there's the fruit right there. And you pick it up, right, at your local, at your local market. Fruit is on the way. There you go. God works exactly the same way through all of that. Oh, yeah, that wonderful fruit is on the way. Take a tip from the farmer and don't give up. Keep on waiting. Rain is coming. Oh, yeah. Sun is coming in our case. All it takes, right? Woo. Oh, man. What makes you want to give up? Knowing that fruit is on the way, you can keep going, right? Yes, say yes. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the 
words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. And I will tell you this, there is a new app. <laughs> yeah, there's a new app you can get. This is kind of interesting. It got my attention right here. If you are a family that has a box of Legos around, and if you have Legos, you probably have a box of Legos because anything is better than having them scattered around on the floor, those little minefields, <laughs> you know. So here is somebody came up with this great idea. Uh, it's an app you get on your smartphone, and it's called Bricket, B-R-I-C-K-I-T, Bricket, and it uses artificial intelligence to scan random Lego pieces and offer up build ideas. Isn't that cool? Um, it does take some planning, however. I mean, if you just pour them out in a pile and then you scan it from the reporter's response, uh, it'll come back no ideas. That is one of the... I got no idea. But if you spread them out over a wide enough area and give it a little time to scan right? Then it'll come up with some ideas. It's, it'll start spitting out ideas because that's the way they work. They start spitting out ideas. That's what they call it. So an app that'll give you Lego ideas, which is pretty cool because, I mean, at a certain point in the whole Lego life, you're, you, it, they're just a pile uh, of dangerous little plastic creatures. And so, you know, but they could be something. And I was thinking, man, the way my son used to, I got a, I have two sons, but the, the one was a huge Lego person. I mean, he'd probably do the same thing. He'd probably sit there and scan it and start spitting out ideas for it. That's right, man. The sound of life. So what we're talking about right here, it's kind of the attitude we have when we want fries. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know? I mean, they're not terrible, but you know, a big old plate of fries is not the best thing for you, probably. National Friday. We're talking crinkle cut waffle, steak, curly wedge, you know, the fries. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? The ones, you know, the place to go to get the fries, don't you? <laughs> if you're like me, then it's like one of those times when you're just starving and you're just like, let's just go through the drive through, we'll get fries. You know it is, <laughs> you know, and and uh, we're kind of we've kind of got that attitude. I'm going for the fries. Say I won't, and I will. Say I won't, and watch me go do it. Yes, but we're in a denial. I do believe. Because there's a McDonald's denial. <laughs> no. We all embrace it. No one's going in there innocent. We're walking into a red and yellow building with a giant M over it. Was this a library? Get some fries while I'm here. Because those McDonald's fries are truly amazing. Right? Has your mother ever made anything as good as a McDonald's fry? Not even close. So I was like, oh, they're so thin, they couldn't be fat. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Oh, welcome aboard. It was a Christmas day last year. Elliot Middleton showed up unannounced at Melanie Lee's home with a white 1993 Oldsmobile. And what happened next shocked her. <laughs> she had never met him before, but he put the key to that Oldsmobile in her hand, didn't charge her a dime, just gave it to her. No strings attached. <laughs> what? What? 
<laughs> I had no idea what was going on, she said. He handed me the keys and didn't ask for anything. Well, she's one of 33 people that this man has gifted a car to in the last nine months. Wow. 38 years old. He basically had a restaurant. He was a mechanic, spends his spare time uh, repairing used cars, giving them to people in need. And he realized there's a lack of transportation in rural areas. He said, I knew I could use my previous experience in mechanics to help out. That interesting. People will think about, well, you know, I can help. They see something, a situation, and feel led to help. Man, oh man. His uh, son, who, who was ill for several years, passed away. Uh, he drove daily for two hours to and from the hospital to visit him. Wow. Wow. Actually, that was the woman. I'm sorry, I got confused. That was the woman who he gave the car to, who, who was in shock. She was the one driving to the hospital. And uh, she, she took the car into the shop to replace the transmission. That's what was wrong with it. And when they told her how much it would cost, she, she couldn't pay for it. So here she is. You know, she's got a couple of granddaughters. She likes to pick them up from school every day, go to rehearsal and stuff, you know. And um, they said the car meant everything, really. I mean, she needed the car. So he saw the need, so he fixed it up. How does he get these cars, you may want to know. I imagine he's got a pretty good recipe because he he trades in his ribs that he cooks for cars. I'm talking barbecued ribs. He 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 does that in exchange for broken down vehicles. Some of them are obviously simple to fix and some require more fixing. But he's got he's got a grill that's got to be it's probably 15 feet long, maybe longer. That's just laden with I you, I can't even count them all all the all the ribs that are laid up there. That's what he does to get the cars. At one time he had over fifty cars. I was thinking about that. I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, on his property to be fixed up. But there's a difference between just having them there and then having him work on them and then give them to people. There's there's a big difference for that. So that was really uh, a really cool story. Um, you would not believe how many, I mean, people have given him like 100 vehicles. 100 vehicles have been donated, I think. Um, and and on any given day, there's probably 20 of them sitting around to be transformed, you know. But he's had over 50. So he said, you know, I'll if, if it's really bad shape, I'll, I'll just use it for parts or whatever. But he's a mechanic, and his he got it from his dad. Ever since he was 15 years old. You know, it's amazing how God works in people's lives. And sometimes you see one thing and sometimes you don't realize when you're going through something, maybe good or maybe bad, and you're learning things that one day God is going to use that for a very, very special purpose. And I really see God all over this story. It's pretty amazing. Realize and just think about the need there that he is filling, that this one person is able to do with his skills and to be able to take care of his community. I just think it's absolutely phenomenal. 
really is. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. You know how it goes as a mom, you know, you're trying to teach your kids to do things that they don't want to do because it is for their own well-being, you know. I mean, yes, there is housework, but there's things like getting a shot, going to the dentist, taking medication. That was a bad one for me. (laughs) I just remember that was, ooh, that brings back memories right there. Wow. Maybe it's completing a complicated school project. Well, we all go through that, right? Everybody does. But helping our kids learn to persevere when life feels uncomfortable is one of the greatest skills that you can teach them. And, I bet you didn't know this, there's five tricks of the parenting trade that'll help your kids do the things that they don't want to (laughs) do. Right now you're like, yes, I need them. First of all, let me tell you that my tweet today is helping our kids learn to persevere when life feels uncomfortable is one of the greatest skills we can teach them. All right. So number one, oh, you're not going to believe this. You are absolutely not going to believe this. Bribe them. You're like, what? (laughs) Bribe them. Yep. That's right. It's counselor recommended, doctor approved. Seriously. May not be the best way, but it works. It doesn't have to be with unhealthy treats, though. I mean, you know, that's what you always think about. Think about offering a fun outing with mom and dad, staying up late, something like that. And then there's four others. Want to find out what they are? <laughs> Check out your news feed. They'll be on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page for To you. infinity yeah. and beyond. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The sound of life. I want to set a scene for you. Maybe it's in your neighborhood. Maybe you've seen this, right? you got one side of the street. We've got the homeowner displaying in his yard a giant blow-up bald eagle draped in a U.S. flag. A big truck sits in the driveway. Of course it does. Its side windows feature a painted flag and the back bumper is covered with patriotic stickers right across the street. In fact, directly across the street in the neighbor's yard, are signs that highlight the slogans for current social justice issues in the news. And you must wonder, are these people feuding? Or are they friends? You kind of wonder what's going on there. It is possible that both families follow Christ. They're believers in Jesus. Could be. God calls us to live out the words of the Bible in James chapter 1, verse 19. Everyone should be quick to listen Slow to speak and slow to become angry. (sighs) Too often, of course. I don't know about you, but me, I hold on to opinions and, you know, not willing to consider others and what we're thinking just right off the bat, you know. And then I feel kind of ashamed. Matthew Henry had a commentary that said we should be swift to hear reason and truth on all sides and be slow to speak. And when we do speak, there should be nothing of wrath. Nothing of wrath. Might bite my tongue. It's amazing, isn't it? Someone said, learning requires listening. I've heard that over and over. It's kind of a word. Listen. Listen. You know, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your neighbors across the street, listen. The practical words from God in the book of James can only be accomplished If we're filled with God's loving spirit and choose to respect others, 
He's willing to help us make changes in our hearts and attitudes. Are we open to listen and learn? It's a big deal right there. Thanks, Ann Cetus, too, for putting all that thought there together. Lord, you know us. And, uh, you know, we can be opinionated sometimes. Lord, help us to be quick to listen today and slow to speak. Listen. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. A man who had the most unusual entrance into Hollywood ever. He had been in just about every prison in California. He was out, though, and he was doing drug counseling. So that tells you something right away. At least it did me. One thing you should know about Danny is that he got to be box a boxer in prison, and he was really good at it. And he got kind of famous with it, okay? So he's out of prison, he's doing drug counseling, he gets a call one day from one of the counselees and said, can you come with me onto a Hollywood set, this movie set? He said, I understand there's a lot of drugs there. Sure I will, I'll be there. So he's there, they're on the set, and somebody said, hey, you want to be an extra? Extra what? <laughs> you know, can you do a, can you play a prison inmate? And he thought, well, I've been in just about every prison in the state. I, I imagine I could. He said, sure, I can. He goes, here, put this blue shirt on. So he took his shirt off to put the blue shirt on. And when they saw this incredible tattoo that he had on his chest, and they said, nope, hold it. Don't put the shirt on. <laughs> Stay right there, you know. But in the meantime, somebody that knew him from boxing when he was in prison said, hey. And he said, listen, we need somebody to teach the actors and coach them on how to box. He said, would you be willing to do that? He said, what does it pay? He said, it's $325 an hour, I think, or something. He said, I'd fight Godzilla for $325. He said, man, oh, man, yeah. That's how Danny Trejo got into Hollywood. And you know him now as Mr. Bad Guy. Some of the movies that he's made are not all that family-friendly, although I will tell you, if you want to check it out, he is in the family-friendly Spy Kids series. Nowadays, he's in a lot of commercials, just because he kind of pokes fun at the way he looks, and he's the mean guy, right? But it was very serious when he was back in prison. He was actually on death row, and uh, he, he just had about had it. I mean, you know, it, it was, it's an incredible story. Uh, he he said um, he never he, he said he never thought he was going to get out of prison. And uh, in that cell that he was in, he said, basically, God killed the old me and made a new Danny Trejo, and said, now let's see what you can do with him. Because he promised God, he said, you know, if you if you get me out of here, if you save me, then I will do this. Okay. It was on August 23rd, 1969, they let him out. And he said, I kept my deal. I say his name 20 times a day. And uh, he's, he's gotten, uh, I mean, he said, Jesus is everything. Uh, I'm always asked how I've accomplished what I've accomplished, considering where I came from. And only an idiot would deny that it was an act of God that brought me from on my way to a gas chamber to where I am now. That is an incredible story. There's a book out. It's called Trejo, T-R-E-J-O, Trejo, My Life of Crime, Redemption, and Hollywood. I'll just take the crime and redemption. It's an incredible story. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. You should know that one of the things that happened on this day in history, it is July 14th, the George Washington Carver National Monument 
which happens to be in Joplin, Missouri, which is where he was born, becomes the first national park honoring an African-American. That was in 1951. That's how big a deal George Washington Carver was. Everybody benefited from his scientific knowledge. He was known as a scientist, an inventor. His big thing was that he, if you, if you don't know this, listen up. He pr- promoted alternative crops to cotton and methods to prevent soil depletion. By far the most prominent black scientist of the early 20th century. He was a professor at Tuskegee Institute, and he developed these techniques. He revolutionized the economy of the South. Just let that sink in a little bit, okay? And uh, so much so that they put up a statue in a memorial park to him in 1951. Pretty amazing. I think he was the one that, and because things were happening so much, you know you know how the, the legislature is in Washington. They wanted to find out, well, what, what's this man all about? What's going on there? You know, and they invited him. A, a Senate committee of some sort was formed, and they invited him to come and talk and you know and they gave him like 10 minutes and they ended up listening to him for over an hour it was just amazing and i guess he the the the, what stuck out in my mind was that the only book that he took into his lab was the bible let that sink in for a minute all right reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life you know what's beautiful when a head coach of a big nba team big franchise stepping out for jesus (laughs) unabashedly pretty amazing right there and he happens to be the coach of the phoenix suns who just happened to put together a pretty good team this year they uh are playing in the nba finals way too late in the year but nevertheless there we are uh, they did it. They got through the season, and the Phoenix Suns lead the Milwaukee Bucks 2-1 to one games of the best-of-seven series. But more importantly, the Monty Williams is the coach, and he is known for speaking publicly about his faith in Jesus. And maybe some of that came out of the incredible heartbreak that he had. I remember when this happened, and people just didn't know how to respond to that. How do you respond to this relatively was 49-year-old coach now? And in 2016, his wife was in an automobile accident and passed away. Um, and just the, the, the nature of that accident and everything, I think, I'm not sure about the children. I mean, there were three children in the, in, in the car. But uh, the, the whole thing was just absolutely devastating. And in an interview, he said, you know, forgiveness took the focus off the accident and it really brought me before the Lord. And so that might have been a undoubtedly a huge turning point could have been one way or the other but he is speaking out publicly for his faith in jesus recently shared how it enables him to help his players reach their potential and got him through of course that personal tragedy he says as a believer in christ that's what i'm here for i tell my players all the time i get on you i'm not calling you out i'm calling you up you have potential and I have to work my tail off to help you reach that potential. It must be working. I mean, you know, they're on the verge. They may be holding the NBA trophy pretty soon right there. And, boy, give credit to Jesus. Man, loving that. Loving that Monty Williams. Yeah. 
Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning, sunshine. The sound of life. Uh, today is, uh, and, and I should say, happy National Tape Measure Day. Pretty awesome. Had a familiarity with tape measures, and you probably have too. They, there's about a million different kinds. There's a kind you, you roll up that I guess fabric people use. You always see the tailor, you know, with the pins in his mouth sitting there measuring your leg or something, you know, with the kind you roll out. And I always hated those because every home's got one, right? And then if you pull that out and use it, then it all unfurls and you have to wrap it all back together neat. So, you know, so they came out with the kind that fits in a package. And it has a lock on it, and you can pull it out. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but most of them do. So when you pull it out to measure, you can push a button or something, and it'll hold it in place. Pretty neat. And it's got that little thing on the end where you can hook it around something and then pull it out. People that are really good, good carpenters or whatever, can can go like all the way across your living room with that thing straight, you know, five feet off the ground and and measure and stuff. It's pretty amazing. But again, it's complicated simply because of the fact that you're using a system of measurement that is totally insane. (laughs) I mean, if if you've worked, well, I, I... In the 80s, I worked in the medical field. Everything's in the metric system. And it's so easy. It's crazy easy. And I was thinking about a tape measure and how many times have I been measuring a 2x4 with inches and possibly right below that scale, (laughs) millimeter scale. And here, you know, all I had to do was look at the, the meters 10 millimeters is a centimeter, 100 centimeters is a meter, that kind of thing. You know, And all you do to get ratios is to move the decimal place. I remember my dad saying that, and I, I didn't fully understand it or appreciate it, but boy, I do now. And some of the tape measures, I think they just took it off because it makes the inch system look so ridiculous. It's, it's, it really is amazing. But uh, they've tried to help you out. I guess a lot of tape measures have a, a red 16 mark on them that shows where the where the stud in the wall is every 16 inches that helps you out right and some of them have 11 12 instead of a 12 they show one so that's one foot and then you go on to the next one two feet you know every something like that and the millimeters and things but i think about that i it, it's crazy but the the tape measure i mean you're celebrating something that has been around since 2500 bc I would imagine the early tape measures made out of stone would have been hard to fit in your pocket. I say I cut know. that out. What's it all about, boy? Elucidate. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. So it wasn't all that long ago. Christmas Day last year, a man named Elliot Middleton. He shows up unannounced at Melanie's home with a car. It's a white 1993 Oldsmobile. And then what happened next shocked everybody, including, well, the whole world. Because things like this happen. You know, when a car, and you have the keys, and you give it to a person that you have no idea who they are. Well, they don't know that you know, okay? They think you're a perfect stranger. Didn't charge her a thing, no strings attached. She's like, I got no idea what's going on. He handed me the keys, and I didn't ask for anything, and I desperately need an automobile. Man, the idea came not all that long ago either. He was, and now this tells you something about Elliot. He was hosting a food drive, and a couple of families showed up. This was in early 2020. 
And uh, he found out that they didn't have any transportation. He's like, well, you guys walked. We walked over four miles to get there. He says, you know, we're rural, rural South Carolina. I mean, anywhere that's rural, you need a car. You know that. You know that around here. Or otherwise, you're going to be walking. And so he decided, wait a minute, spontaneous. I love this. Where does this come from? You tell me. You know. You're generous. You're the generous person in this group, right? He can trade his specialty, which is slabs of ribs. You should see them all laid out there cooking. Anybody, you'd be out of your mind. If it, can I trade you my 1993 Oldsmobile, which is a piece of junk for, for your ribs? Sure, I can. That's what he does. He has delivered over 33 cars in the last six months. Wow, that's awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> the sound of life. I want you to put yourself in Naomi's position. Naomi has children. Unfortunately for her, she lives in a part of the world that is one of the most dangerous there are. There are a lot of attacks there and stuff. And on this particular day of the attack, Naomi was working her farmland outside the city. She heard distant gunfire. She immediately ran toward the sound, concerned for her children at home. After passing scenes of horrific violence on her way home, she gathered her children, fled to nearby mountains where she and her family stayed for the next two years. Her and her family eventually moved to a refugee camp in Cameroon. See, they came from Nigeria over. It's happening. Poor conditions in the camp forced them to return to Nigeria. Voice of the Martyrs. You've heard me mention them. We pray for people all around the world. They're in places like this. And when the Voice of the Martyr workers heard of the situation, they helped the family move into their own home and arrange for the children to attend a good school. Wow. The hand reaching down and saving them. Through all of her difficulties, Naomi has remained strong in faith. God has kept me. I have always had faith in God. The attack only made me stronger in faith. Wow, Naomi. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Tom gets home from a normal day, which is, turns out to be anything but normal, and he called his wife, Beth, and he said, you won't believe it. Someone broke into our house and cleaned the entire thing, Swiffer and all. Come, come to find out. Beth, his wife said, come to find out, I cleaned the wrong apartment, the guy said. He cleaned somebody's random apartment. You're welcome. <laughs> so it turns out that uh, Louis Angelino III, who does have a regular 9-to-5 job, but he does clean houses, his friend's houses, on the side. And turns out he kind of liked to get that going as a regular business. Right now, it's extra money on the side. I don't think he thought of himself as the cleaning fairy until... But, he, you know, he shows up at the house, right? He goes to his friend's house. First time, Mark's condo, Cherry Hill, South Jersey. And he was told that the key's under the mat. There it is. He gets in, turns on the music, goes to town. A couple of hours later, the place is spotless, beautiful. Lincoln's the wrong one. But it just happened that everything turned out to be right. And it's okay. He had great spirits about it. Angelo did. He said, well, 
Maybe this is the kickstart I need to grow my cleaning business. Maybe it is. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Probably heard me from time to time give uh, some encouraging words from Lena Abby Jammer from her. She posts something every day. She does a video that you can get in your email. She also does a printed version, of course, which I use. It's really pretty cool. She uh, is a remarkable person. She's single. She is an emergency room physician in Chicago, a pediatric. I always forget the, but that specializes in pediatric medicine. And she has a thought for you every day. And it's a power thought. That's what she calls them. All right. So it's uh, living with power. But. The news from Lena is the top 10 podcast from her. Oh, now I got your attention. Yes, you can hear it. They're posted right now. The number one conversation she has had, not really a surprise if you know Rosaria Butterfield, uh, but she's talking to Rosaria about hospitality. She has become a, um, a messenger for hospitality um, and that is one of the most listened to about it. She said, "We the church will survive, okay? And that's uh, her idea. And that's really how she came to Christ. It's an amazing story. Rosaria Butterfield. I will give you a little bit of a hint. She at one time was a professor at Syracuse University, happened to be when Promise Keepers was there, and I was there uh, at the Carrier Dome. So anyway, <laughs> it's really kind of cool. It's been a while. been a few years since then. But uh, some amazing conversations that she is having and here's the thing i'll post that livingwithpower.org link with the podcast and all those rude numbers and everything after that i'll post it on the cup of joe morning show facebook page for you i like it waking up with a cup of joe you make my drive to work so worth having thank you for the entertainment the music the love the Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, if you don't know the name, you know him, I guarantee you. When you see him, you go, oh, that guy right there. He's the one. He's a very interesting, he's a character, I, I do believe. Um, and he got married recently in Westminster Cathedral, and he was being interviewed about his spiritual condition or his faith or whatever. Um, he, he did hail Christianity, quote, as a superb ethical system, but added that he would count himself as a very, very bad Christian. Uh, so this is, uh, a, it was a piece in the Times, some of the um, Sunday Times, I guess, uh, in England, in the UK. Um, but this uh, reporter was kind of really wanted to know, you know, because people want to know things like that. And uh, they have they, they believe that he has certain beliefs, but they're not sure and stuff. And a lot of times people like that don't want to talk about it. But I, I agree with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. I mean, we're all very bad Christians. If you say we were all, you know, we all we're all hurting and we all are hurt. And and we need, as Jesus said, the doctor doesn't come for healthy people. <laughs> the doctor, the physician comes for people who are sick. And we're all sick and we all need Jesus. And I hope you see Got that. Got that right. right. Okay. Okay. Oh, howdy. Yep. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Newly wed advice 
which really you wish you could share with the newlywed version of yourself. <laughs> it's kind of the way it is. What would you share, right? God does not force himself into your marriage. You invite God into your marriage. That's probably the number one thing right there. I know Dr. Dobson, James Dobson, focus on the family a hundred years ago. Yes, kids. He said this about you have to picture your marriage like this. Many times I think we picture a marriage as, well, now we're married. We're both in the same boat heading out across, you know, on the waters of life. That's not true. You're each in your own individual boat. Oh, and you will find that out. And you're out rowing and she's rowing or he's rowing or, you know, however you're going across. And what happens is you start paying attention to yourself your boat, and then you realize at some point that you've drifted apart because that's what's going to tend to happen. So you have to work to keep it back together. Isn't that a great analogy right there? I've never heard anybody else say that except Dr. Dobson, and I give him the credit for it, right? Sometimes fun is a good enough reason to participate in something, <laughs> okay? Just remember that, all right? Uh, and it's worth the work, and God is faithful. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. That's, and, and all those Barna studies, they, they proved that out. Amazing. Commend the good in your spouse. Remember, no one has everything figured out. We're all just learning as we go. And maybe I should end it with this little parable, which was told, I say it's told by a comedian, but they tell truths, don't they? Yeah. I sure do. He went to the grocery store, had a list from his wife, came home, had everything on the list. She said, I asked for organic carrots, and you got regular carrots. Why? And the husband said, they're $2 cheaper. And she started in, first explaining everything. And then and, and he said, here I am an hour later into this mess thinking I'd give a million dollars if I could just get out of this, you know. For two dollars, for two dollars, you could have done away with all of that. And thank you, honey, that's the difference. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. July 16th it is. July 16th, let's go back in the time machine kids to 1969 i know ancient 1969 the sun began rising over the northeast coast of florida on what would be a humid subtropical mid-july morning the brown pelican swooping over the dunes since the day was anything but typical Parked tightly together on the sides of the narrow roads to the beaches and causeways were thousands of cars and campers the air carried the thrumming sound of helicopters ferrying visitors to the Kennedy Space Center. Since shortly before sunrise, all the roads to the Cape had become clogged with traffic. Nearly a million people were gathered under the harsh Florida sun to witness the departure of the first humans to attempt a landing on another world, the moon, 239,000 miles away. Should it be successful? The piloted lunar landing would culminate a decade of mounting anticipation. Just eight years before that, 
John Kennedy as president said in a speech, we want, that's our goal. We want to put a man on the moon before the end of the decade. So in 1969, right before the end of the decade, I'm thinking committee meetings take longer than that. And we went from scratch to putting a man on the moon. Amen. Amen. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I was out looking at the serval. You know what I'm talking about there? Uh, And an amazing story about a cat that got out of a zoo in North Carolina. Not not the North Carolina zoo, not the big thing in Asheboro, but this is kind of a private deal. But I guess it's okay. Um, It's an exotic animal, and you know it is when you see it. When you see it walking down the road, just minding its own business, first thing you think of, that cat does not belong walking down this road. (laughs) That cat probably belongs in another country is where that cat belongs, and that's exactly what it is. I've never heard of this. It's called a serval. S-E-R-V-A-L. And maybe you're one of those people, you know, that's smarter than everybody and knows all about it and stuff like that. It's uh, from Africa, I guess. It's called King Sparta. That's his name. Not that that's all that important or anything, but uh, it looks, you know, like you, you look at it and go, man, that looks like something I see on those nature shows. Why is it walking down my country road here? And it wasn't doing anything. It was just walking down the road. And people called the zoo owner, and they said, I think we got your cat here. It's a petting zoo, believe it or not. So it's a very tame animal, although you wouldn't know that if you saw it, believe me. I mean, just by looking at it. Although, when you look at the cute pictures that I post online for you in the article, it really is kind of cute. (laughs) You know, as, as cats go, when you look at it up close. But I don't know if you'd get up close because it's bigger than your cat. You know, and it looks different. But uh, it did escape. And um, the, how it escaped is really pretty amazing. Now, the whole thing, uh, the, the owner came out with a, uh, a, a crate, I guess, uh, you know, and um, it's used to eating a certain type of meat, and it had its food, and he put it in the crate, and the cat went right in there, and everything was fine. Everything was okay. So that was really cool, and it's legal. Uh, different counties have different rules about that. There's a lot of states that don't do that, but uh, everything there was fine. Um, not legal to be out walking around the road, I guess. But the thing that's kind of cool is they they realized that it got out with the help of a pig. I'm not making that up. And the pig is a pot-bellied pig. And the pig let the cat out, <laughs> but they stayed back himself. <laughs> Which I thought was, you know, the pig sitting in there, imagine the look on his face like... I don't know. I said, well, where, you know, where's King Sparta? The cat is gone. You know, last time he put those two together right there, I'll tell you, man, that's, that's, a, we got to find out what's going on. That's way better than those Navy UFO photograph things I've seen. That's, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.